Pod 616 initiating launch sequence. Superheroes will always spark the imagination of people around the world. With great power comes great responsibility. Face front, true believers. Excelsior! Stand by for Pod 616 launch. Three, two, one. Launch. Godspeed, Pod 616. True believers, welcome back to Pod 616. You may encounter any myth, legend, or lore in the timely history of Marvel from printed page to silver screen to mobile gaming and anything in between. I am JJW. And I am Deacon. Pod 616 is something different entirely. We hope that you join us on this exploration of everything that is the mighty Marvel. On today's episode, we continue the discussion of the Black Order and focus on their leader, Corvus Glaive. We head on over to the mobile gaming pod and talk about one of the biggest mobile games of all time, JJ and I's favorite, Marvel's Contest of Champions. This is Pod 616, Episode 002, The Black Order, Part 2. Warning, this episode contains spoilers. You have been warned. Last episode, we learned about the origins of the Order and a bit about each member going into detail on Proxima Midnight. This show, we are focusing on Corvus Glaive. Yes, this demonic, elvish-looking baddie first made his appearance in the free comic book day, Infinity, back in 2013. All right, now in this, we find Corvus reflecting on the origins of the Outriders. The Outriders are basically Thanos' army of these genetically enhanced, four-armed parasite assassins that are solely devoted to the whims of Thanos. Uh, The things have the abilities of flight, invisibility, intangibility, and so they, they made the perfect scouts. So the Black Order is tasked with finding planets and demanding a tribute to Thanos or be destroyed. And this first appearance kind of sets the stage of what the Black Order is doing, kind of. Yes, they are on a mission from Thanos to find the Infinity Gems or a tribute. And these tributes end up being children. Yeah, yeah. They When Corvus Glaive demands a tribute, he's talking about the heads of the children of the population of whatever planet he's going to. Any child between, I believe, 16 and 22, dead. Now, Corvus is the leader of the Black Order. He's a really cool character. He's, he's cruel. He's arrogant. He's the most loyal of the Black Order. He's fiercely devoted to Thanos. He'll do anything he asks without question. He is a warrior. He betrayed his people, sold his soul basically to Thanos to pursue a a different kind of glory. Power is what he craves, but he recognizes that Thanos has more. Now, Corvus is a master tactician and uh, one of the greatest generals the Earth has ever seen, according to Proxima Midnight. He studies the histories and the war tactics of these other species of these different planets so that he can wipe them out in the most efficient way possible. He possesses superhuman strength, speed, durability, endurance. He's a force to be reckoned with, but the coolest thing about Corvus, in my opinion, Mm -hmm. is... Is Glaive. In Infinity number six, Corvus teams up with Proxima Midnight to confront an attacking Hulk. Yeah. And he ends up revealing that his Glaive can cut atoms, <laughs> which basically means it can cut through anything. 
And if that wasn't enough, the glaive is Corvus's lifeline. As long as the blade of his glaive remains intact, his body is able to completely regenerate. <laughs> and we end up seeing this. In the Marvel's Infinity event, Corvus, along with Supergiant, they go to the Jean Grey School for Higher Learning. And Supergiant takes control of Iceman. Corvus is facing off against Wolverine and completely annihilates him. Wolverine tries to launch his attack, but Corvus lifts his glaive up and thrusts it straight into Wolverine's gut, completely incapacitating him. That's crazy. Wolverine obviously classic regenerative hero can survive basically anything his bones though they're made of adamantium yeah and this glaive is going right through his ribs and cut through anything now during this battle the, some other people showed up captain america was fighting proxima and ended up deflecting some blows from her spear some of them hit corvus instead and corvus was battling hyperion this gave hyperion an opening and obliterated corvus apparently killing him. The glaive, however, as we spoke of, was still intact. And Proxima recovered it just before being frozen in amber along with Thanos by Thanos' son, Thane. But we already know he can regenerate, and that glaive is in the amber with Proxima and Thanos. So, Maximus the Mad, this guy, he decides that he wants to drill a microscopic hole into the amber. The amber containing Thanos, Proxima Midnight, the glaive, and particulate remnants of Corvus' glaive himself on the handle of the glaive. Microscopic hole, air gets through the hole, Corvus Glaive regenerates his entire body from a few cells inside of the Amber. Shortly after the Infinity Event, the entire Marvel Multiverse was threatened by a series of incursions in the lead-up to the 2015 crossover, Secret Wars. In these incursions, a parallel universe would collide with another, and they would wipe each other out of existence. Over the course of the Secret Wars story, the New Avengers, Iron Man, Black Panther, and the rest of the Illuminati tried to figure out how to save Earth without committing global genocide on a parallel world. And when the Illuminati failed, Namor freed Thanos, Proxima, Corvus Glaive, they formed a new cabal. Now, along with a few other villains, the cabal traveled to these other dimensions and destroyed these parallel worlds that threatened Earth. And the world's collective governments had given the cabal permission to commit these atrocities. Most of the cabal was killed during the Secret Wars, but none of them stayed dead for long. Consider how massive this is. This is such a massive event that Thanos, who was just leading an invasion of Earth, let's release him and Proxima Midnight and Corvus Glaive, put him on a team and hire him out of Wakanda. That's how massive this is. Yeah. This is a massive, massive extinction level threat. Now, after Secret Wars and the end of the Cabal, Corvus ended up betraying Thanos and he ended up forming his own Black Order. In Thanos number one, Thanos' most trusted lieutenant took over his galactic kingdom while Thanos was missing. In order to accomplish this, Corvus formed a new Black Order and with some of the most wretched criminals in the universe, he kind of took reign. It was very brief though. They operated off of this moon uh, called the Black Quadrant and they conquered a few worlds and, and they ended up capturing uh, Ebony Maw and Thane. So when Thanos returns, he confronts Corvus, who had essentially taken his throne, and they get into a fight. Glaive attacks Thanos with his glaive. Thanos knocks it out of his hand, walks over, picks it up, holds the glaive blade in his hand, and 
crushes it. And then Thanos gives Corvus the choice. He says, with your blade destroyed, you will soon die as well. So you can kill yourself now and finish it, or you can let me do it. So Corvus, rather than allow Thanos to kill him, kills himself with a fragment of his glaive. Wow. And we'll meet Corvus coming up in the movies. Avengers Infinity War is set to hit theaters later on this month, April the 27th. Let's switch pods now and dive into the mobile gaming universe. Marvel's Contest of Champions is one of the biggest mobile games out, and it has been for a while now. It's actually how Deacon and I met, and if you haven't listened to our other show, subscribe to the UMCOC podcast and log in to discord.gg slash UMCOC and come talk to us. Yeah. UMCOC Pod is on Twitter. It's in the Google Play Store, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher. You name it, it's there. Yes, it's very good. Come join us. It's got some very good folks on there that are very knowledgeable. The Contest of Champions was originally published in 1982, and it was the first time Marvel published a limited series of comics with a unique title and a limited and predetermined number of issues. The Contest of Champions ran for three issues and featured multiple Marvel heroes and characters from across the Marvel Universe. The plot of the storyline brought together various Marvel characters to fight each other. The setup being two powerful beings, the Grandmaster and Death, placing a bet with each other for the life of another elder of the universe, the Collector. They each selected a team of heroes and set them to fight each other, and the winner won the life of the Collector. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) So basically, we had two bad guys gambling for the life of another bad guy, using good guys as pawns in their vicious little Marvel gambling game. Yeah, the the Grandmasters team consisted of Captain America, Talisman, Dark Star, Captain Britain, Wolverine, Defensor, Sasquatch, Daredevil, Peregrine, She-Hulk, The Thing, and Blitzkrieg. Death's team included Iron Man, Vanguard, Iron Fist, Shamrock, Storm, Arabian Knight, Sabra, Invisible Girl, Angel, Black Panther, Sunfire, and The Collective Man. Ooh, I'd like to see some of those in the contest. I'd love to see Captain Britain. Now, in 1999, Marvel also published a Contest of Champions 2 miniseries, but this was not an actual sequel to the original. It did not continue the Grandmaster Death Wager. The mobile game Contest of Champions began in 2014, and in 2015, we saw the introduction of another Contest of Champions comic series, and it did feature the Grandmaster and the Collector pitting Marvel heroes against each other as part of a wager. This series placed the captured heroes on a portion of Doctor Doom's Secret Wars Battle World. They now called Battle Realm. The prize for the winning bad guy this time is an item called the Isosphere, kind of mimicking the storyline in a game. By the way, the first Contest of Champions comic series is pretty good reading. I'll have to check that out. Now, back to the mobile game. JJ, lots of characters in the game. Adding new characters all the time. Proxima Midnight and Corvus Glaive are two brand new characters coming to the game this month. If you had your choice to put one character from Marvel Multiverse in the game, Who would it be? If I could add one character to the contest, I think I'd choose Namor. He's half mutant. He's half Atlantean. He can fly, super strength. But more interesting is he has this crazy antagonistic sense of superiority. He is a fascinating character. He might add something to the storyline. 
you know, with all of these power-hungry individuals butting heads all the time, he would be a good addition to the contest of champions, I think. Okay, Deacon, what about you? With the upcoming Deadpool 2 movie, we're seeing a new incantation of one of my favorite characters, Domino. Either an old-school Domino or the new Domino added to the game. I think her uh, mechanics are already in the game with other characters, and she would be easy to add and a fun character to play. I, I can see that. I can see that. She, her Domino's powers are her ability to manipulate probability. Yeah. <laughs> this is a game entirely about probability. I think she would be a good addition. Well, that will do it for this episode of Pod 616, episode 002, The Black Order Part 2. We'd like to thank you once again for joining us. You can download the show from SoundCloud, soundcloud.com backslash POD 616. You can tweet us questions, comments, complaints, ideas at POD 616. Or join us on Discord at discord.gg slash UMCOC. Hit the favorite button, subscribe. Next time, we open the awesome archives of Marvel history and begin our Stan Lee series. Episode 003, Stan Lee, Part 1. Until next time, true believers. Pod 616 was written and produced by JJW and Deacon OTR and is a member of the UMCOC Podcast Network.